like to acknowledge that right now we are broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Sovereignty was never ceded. Today on For the Record, we are rolling it back 10 years to an album, a gem of an album that um, was created by a band called Woo Life. Go Tell Fire to the Mountain is the name of that one. Uh, a really, really special record, uh, an album that kind of came and went, same as the band. Um, but I, I definitely still still find that little special place in my heart for an album quite like this, especially because I don't really think that there's been an album that sounded like this one ever since. Totally. It's very... I think it's a very special album, a very special band, because it's one of those, exactly like you said, they... They went as quickly as they came, I yeah. think. And it's an album that very quickly made a big impact in music and to so many of its fans and listeners. Woo Life, we of course mean, is World Unite, Loose for Youth Foundation, and their Sonic Tour de Force, which is this record, Go Tell Fire to the Mountain, that we are going to be going through over the next hour here on For the Record. My name's yeah. Mike Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon. All explosive energy on this one, really, really short, loud, fast, um, and huge, huge amounts of emotion and passion. And I think that's kind of what sums up this album to me is this this overwhelming sense of brotherhood and and kind of everything that comes with that. Um, If you don't know much about Woo Life, they were a a band from Manchester, um, sort of formed in almost like a little bit of a, a culty fashion. I don't necessarily know... Or, or think that it was meant to be that, but I think that it became that um, when they started to get like this really, really, really big following and audience and everyone would come and watch them play. Surrounded um, and shrouded in mystery, they were for a long time as they didn't do any interviews um, up until the release of their debut record. 
So they were definitely um, in the ink of that um, whole British uh, surprise package that was fairly um, in form around about, you know, the early, early, the mid to late 2010s. Um, but I think that what kind of sets them apart from all those other bands is a real, real sense of purpose. And, and that's kind of exactly what we're going to hear on the rest of this record, on for the record today. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very big testament to the music that the band were able to pull off um, the impact that it has given to so many of us with the mystery that they cloaked themselves in. You know, it's very easy for that mystery route for some artists to come off really douchey or really wanky or just to not even resonate at all because there's not much for listeners or fans to latch onto. It's a very delicate balance with giving away enough for someone to want to keep digging a bit deeper without giving away too much at all. So it's, again, a big testament to Wu Life and their artistry in being able to do that successfully. If you saw them live in 2011, you were one of the extremely lucky few and I'm fairly certain they did do a run of shows in Australia. I did not go to it, and I'm kicking myself every single day that I missed out on seeing that show. But, you know, you, you figure the bands will keep going and release more records, but one and done it is for Woo Life, um, and we're going to jump into a little bit more of the record in just a second. This track is called Cave Song. You're on FBI. FBI 94.5.
We're live. All three tracks right there from Go Tell Fire to the Mountain. We kicked it off back at 12 at with LYF and that little stack of three tracks. Cave Song, Into Such a Sad Puppy Dog and right there, Summer's Bliss here on FBI Radio 94.5. You're in For the Record. My name's Maya Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon and we are unpacking this incredible record. Such a distinctive sound from... A band that were kind of gone too soon. I, I I felt like they really had so much more to give, but I guess internal conflicts and all of that kind of jazz led them to disbanding after the release of this record. Man, have they left, at least for me, a, a massive legacy and, and one that I enjoy going back to so, so much. It's, it's interesting with the sound of this record, they almost feel like it was recorded, and I imagine it was recorded in a massive open space, but... Going with the um, cultish kind of vibes, it feels like it was recorded in almost like a giant cathedral. Everything's kind of bouncing off every other sound. Um, and, and normally, admittedly, I would kind of hate that. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of like big open, open sounding band stuff. But for this, I feel like it really works. And for me, um, Ellery James Roberts' vocals definitely help to anchor that and make this whole thing really, really believable. Totally. It's expansive, operatic rock, cinematic. It's stadium rocky even. It's very much in that same vein as like your Bruce Springsteen's power pop songs and like almost a little bit Kings of Leonie, I think. Yeah, I was, I was going to min- mention, I remember you saying to me that it sounds a little bit Kings of Leonie and at first I was like, I don't, I don't really hear it, but they definitely do sound like um, the looser, um, more rebellious little brother of the like youth and young manhood era Kings mm. of Leon, and he does have the same kind of you know growl that a Caleb Followell had back in those days. Yeah, and I mean, I think what's the biggest standout is knowing that that's how all these tracks sound, and like the the general gist and essence of this whole record is this big, like, huge, big pieces of music that are anthemic, all these giant, like, walking across a big mountain sort of track. They all do, at the same time, sonically sound quite untempered. It's gruff, it's uh, raucousy, there's lots of growls, howls, rowls. Don't you reckon? Yeah, but I think that they all kind of lead into the bigger picture, and and Woo Life to me are are a band that relied on that kind of um, thematic route to get them through the record, and I think it really really works. and And an album like this to me is like one in a million. It's such a pleasure to be able to listen back to this, um, you know, ten years after it was released because I remember smashing this when it came out and admittedly I haven't listened to it in, in a while and I love that those 10 year anniversaries kind of make you go damn remember when this album came out yeah we've got a few coming up this year on for the record but I don't think there's anything that we've really touched on so far this year that feels quite as like cathartic as this and you can really just uh, whether it's in your car or whatever, like you're just singing along, windows down kind of thing. These songs are that. You can really, like, hold nothing back and just let rip, and that's what we Life are doing. Yeah, and you'd be forgiven if, you know, if you'd forgotten all about this band just purely because they weren't around for very long. 
Um, but it's such a treat to get to listen back to it with you guys today. You are tuned in to For The Record here on FBI Radio 94.5, where we are listening to Go Tell Fire to the Mountain, the one and only album by World Unite Lucifer Youth Foundation. This track's called We Bros. Drop us a line on 0409-945-945, what you're thinking, any memories you have. If you're just, you know, going crazy rem- remembering this record and this band, we want to hear from you. 0409-945-945. Blood by Wu Life from Go Tell Fire to the Mountain. Here is to Lisa from Manly on 0409-945-945 who says, huge respect for listening back to one of my fave albums of all time. Friends never quite understand how I can love an album with such inaudible lyrics so much, so it's nice to hear it being appreciated. Day made. Lisa, you've, you've made our day by texting in. And also to Tom who gave us a call to... Reflect on a little bit of FBI history with us that once upon a time, 10 years ago, Wu Life actually played an FBI social event, which was a, I guess, like a residency that FBI had at the King's Cross Hotel. And they played a very small show ahead of a much bigger, uh, vivid show at the Sydney Opera House. And if those two memories aren't a testament to the impact of Wu Life and Go Tell Fire to the Mountain, then I don't know what is. 
Yeah, I, I mentioned at the start of the show that I was insanely jealous of anyone and everyone that got to see Wu Life back in 2011. And these stories, Tom, you're making, you're not making me feel good. <laughs> you're, you're making me feel worse. But no, that's really cool. That's this, that in when I was in high school, they were playing, you know, FBI shows, which is so 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 cool to hear. They're such a such an interesting band. I and and I, I almost it it's it's wild because I think that like I in hindsight now I don't know if I would have wanted a second Wu Life album. I feel like that they kind of they covered everything with this album um I, d I don't know if they could have continued being a band i mean obviously aside from all the um internal you know turmoil that was happening between um ellery roberts and the rest of the band i i think that they kind of covered everything that they could have with an album like this you know it's anthemic it almost sounds like the it's the embodiment of football fans yelling at a stadium for their team i think that it's it's Everything that makes this album childish makes it great, and I think the fact that it's coming from the lens of four, you know, nineteen-year-old British kids that are kind of going for broke is so so nice to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious in listening to this and knowing the backstory of the band that they're very much not a group who would have enjoyed, let alone liked, let alone stood by. Um, being told to make music for the sake of it. There's very much a purpose to what they're creating and that's beyond a backstory. It's these songs have a meaning and their own reason for being and it's I, I kind of back that they just tapped out after one because why fake it if it's not authentic? Oh, and, and that's so, so true, especially when you think about like how many labels would have been knocking down their door to release this. And and they kind of said it in an interview. They said it themselves that had they released this through, you know, any of the labels that were keen to sign them, it probably would have sounded completely different. The authenticity of it would have been lost. That's and 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 then like if you if you look at the fact that it had the reach that it had when they put it out on Life Recordings themselves, it's phenomenal. It kind of it, it blows my mind that they kind of made that amount of an impact by themselves and and I guess it kind of it is another you know another um tick in the you can do it yourselves you don't necessarily have to wait until you know a label picks you up if you've if you've got a good like good music good anything yeah there's ways to do it and Wu Life are kind of a testament to that you know can do we want to do it on our own terms attitude yeah and especially for four young men from a place like Manchester an unassuming city even bigger props are to be had and on that we're going to jump into the little tail end of the record if you've just tuned in you're in for the record a weekly album show here on FBI radio from 12 until 1 where I, Maya Billick and Dan Gordon unpack a record from top to bottom, share some memories, what we like about it, and reflect on its impact in time. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to reflect on 10 years of Go Tell Fire to the Mountain. This one right here is called Dirt on FBI.
Anthemic rock over the last 55 minutes here on For the Record, courtesy of Woo Life. Go Tell Fire to the Mountain is the album we've been going through today. And you heard Dirt into Concrete Gold and 14 Crowns for me and your friends. This one, to wrap things up with, is called Heavy Pop, the album closer, which means it's time for us to make some room for lunch up next with Kiki Amber. Fitting that they close the album with heavy pop as that's the exact sound that they use to describe the band um, and the music that they make. Such a pleasure listening to Woo Life going through one of my favourite records of the last 20 years or so. A little underappreciated gem, um, so I'm really, really glad we got to give it a little bit of love on the show today. If you want to get in touch, for the record, at fbiradio.com is the spot to do so. Or you can hit us up on Instagram, for the record, FM is the handle. Love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can listen back in full at fbiradio.com slash programs. Just click on For The Record and you can also grab the highlights reel wherever you get your podcasts from. Just look up FBI Radio and we'll be right there. We'll see you here at the same time next week. Give Kiki some love on 0409 945 945. Thanks so much for listening For The Record today. Yeah.